2: Did you just
1: pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC.
2: Terms apply. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs in Schools. They
3: held us in dog cages, they starved us, they beat us. They
1: were trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's of kid treatment. Listen to The Daily Show, ears edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Scrubbing in with Becca Tilly and Tanya Rad, an iHeartRadio and two-time People's Choice award-winning podcast. Hello, everybody. We're scrubbing
4: in. How's everyone doing?
0: Good morning. I'm super hungover. Oh. <laughs> party hardy last night. It's so crazy because like I really only I think I'm really only drinking like once a week, but that like for date night and for some reason I like can't hang anymore.
4: Like what when you say drinking, how like how many are we talking?
0: How many? I mean glasses? I I drink, you know, I drink tequila straight, but <laughs>
1: Right? As we all know.
0: Yeah. As we all know. (laughs) As
4: you'd all expect
0: from Tanya. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, I don't think very much. I think I had like two shots last night. Like equivalent, like in a little cup. And I sipped it the whole night.
4: Like over ice? Just like two shots over ice?
0: With lime. So one cup? Yeah. Huh. Did you eat? (laughs) Yeah. I know. I'm so, I'm like so confused.
4: I mean, I, I literally... I'm drinking so little that if I have anything, I feel not necessarily hungover because I'm not drinking that much, but, like, I feel it the next day. I'm like, wow, I'm going to have to build my tolerance, especially, you know what I keep thinking about is, um, like, the wedding weekends that I have next year. Like, I'm going to need to build tolerance for those because they're going to be wild. Yeah. I just, I can't be, like, weak going into those.
0: No. No.
1: What, what happened last night? So what was the, uh, just a date night, dinner, like what did we, what did we do?
0: Yeah, it was, it was date night, dinner, and then um, we've kind of been doing this thing where we find questions, like those like random like quizzes, like getting to know you things. Um, and it's so funny because we found one that was like 30 questions, so we were going to do all 30 last night. <laughs> and we literally only got to the first two, and it took us like, th- took us three or four hours to get through the first two. And the question was, um, how important is your job to you? And then I can't remember what the second one was, but it obviously led to like very much further conversation just about like his career and like his path and what he wants to pursue and like what he'd want, what he, why he did that. And like what steps he can take to get there. And then like my career and like how, where I want to go and what I want to do. And it was just like kind of crazy.
4: Yeah, wow. Those are some, those are not simple getting to know you questions. Those were like conversations that need to be had in a yeah. relationship.
0: Totally, totally. But it's actually kind of cool because, I don't know, you, you don't, It's like I talk to him every day, but you don't really get into that kind of stuff. You know what I mean?
4: Well, yeah, it's almost like in my head, I think of that as kind of like, not boring, but not something I want to just. It's not something I'm going to just bring up out of nowhere without having a reason to, I guess.
0: Right. And our careers are so different that I don't even really under, like, I'm still kind of understanding what he does in the bigger sense. And so it was good. Wow. I highly suggest these getting to know you games. Yeah.
4: So maybe, like, by the end of the year, you'll get through all 30 of those. Maybe. (laughs) You're like, we need to limit it to one per evening. We're going to do this with alcohol.
0: So funny. It was like 930 and we were like, uh, did we only answer one question so far?
4: <laughs> yeah, y'all both. Well, he talks a lot and like ask a lot of questions. So I can imagine with you like sharing your side that he probably has like a lot of questions of, well,
0: how do you feel when you did this? A hundred percent. A hundred percent.
4: Yeah. So I get it. But that's good. I mean, sometimes those questions are so, um, I don't know, like you just have an answer and then you move on. So it's good that you'll have like in-depth conversations about things like that because I think a lot of people would have liked to know how important someone's career was before they got into a relationship and then found out that their career was a major priority, sometimes Mm -hmm. maybe over them in a sense. You know, people feel like they're not – like as priority as someone's work, so
0: totally, and especially like in this time because it's like quarantine, so everything's like a little bit looser and like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. not looser, I can't. Yeah, but it's like our yeah. schedules are way more open now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Than they ever have been. So it's like kind of just like navigating what that looks like post quarantine, if post quarantine ever happens. Have <laughs>
1: there been any further uh, movie exchanges, or have we are we stuck on Back to the Future and Grey's Anatomy pilot?
0: No oh, no other movie exchanges. But we're getting close to finishing Schitt's Creek, so. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that show.
4: I know. You do love it. I, I tried to watch, like, the first couple episodes, and then everyone was like, the, fir- the first season's hard to get through, but once you get through that, it's great. And I'm like, so I have to get through a whole first season of just not liking it before it no, gets No, if good? you don't like
0: it in the first season, you're never going to. It's the same humor the whole time.
4: Oh, I've just seen so many people say like it's not that great until the second season.
0: Oh, but you could probably start on the second season and just be fine.
4: I wouldn't be missing anything.
0: Mm.
4: Oh, that's interesting. Kind of like Friends, I guess.
0: Totally like Friends. I
4: love Friends. Friends is just it. I don't know if there will ever be another Friends in my life. Mark, do you like Friends?
1: I do my like friends, does. but uh, my wife really loves friends. And so I've, I've been going to sleep to friends for many, many, many years until now. We don't have the HBO Max yet, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so I know it pretty well. My favorite episode is the quiz episode where they swap apartments.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, Janandler yeah. Chandler Bong.
1: Chandler <laughs> Bong and, and, and Joey wearing all of Chandler's clothes. Yeah. It's
0: good. Yeah.
4: There's. I went ahead because when they took it off Netflix, I was feeling really lost and confused. So I I just bought Seasons on Amazon. Me
0: too. I bought them on iTunes. And now I
4: feel like I'm going to want HBO Max because it has other things to offer and it's just going to be like, it's overwhelming the amount of things that we need to get the shows that we love. (laughs) Wait, Tanya, are you going out of town next week or this week or something?
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go out of town. I'm gonna go to Palm Springs for a little mini vacay.
4: With Red Star? Correct. Oh, funsies. Yeah. Y'all have I need this it. Yeah, I get it. I need a...
0: Yeah. <laughs>
4: um Is this so? Still... is this the second getaway together?
0: Um, third getaway together. Wow. In our, I mean, in, in the entire, in the entirety. We went away for his birthday in February.
4: No, I know that one. What's the other one?
0: We went to Palms, or Palm Springs. We went back to Santa Barbara a few weekends ago. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. When heard... when everything opened up again. Yeah, that's right.
1: Um, How do you feel about everything opening up again, by the way? Because I'm feeling pretty sonsy about it.
0: <sighs> you know what's interesting? I'm. The things that I've gone to have all been very, like, open. Like, I've gone to a restaurant. I went to a restaurant around here, and it was, like, the outdoor part. And I've been going to – I've walked to my gym now two days in a row to go to the gym, and I can't get myself to, like, go in there. So I end up just, like, doing my run around the neighborhood like I've been doing the past three months. I and I don't get- know why.
4: I get, I totally get it because I think of gems of as being like just a a home of germs and sweat and like Under I the would best
1: circumstances.
4: Yeah, like I would that would be the last place I would be entering. I think right now,
0: like just. I, I just think about when, like, when do we like, when would you feel comfortable going into a gym? It's it's
1: not about when it's about now. No. Right. It's about your gut. You get there and you're staring at the door and your gut is telling you bad, bad, bad. That's if that goes away someday. Great. Go to the gym. But I don't we just suspended our memberships for 60 days because we're not close to being able to go back to a gym. And we went to dinner. Last weekend with some friends at Presto Pasta, which I've mentioned before that we go to all the time uh, because it's my youngest's favorite. But we sat outside and all that stuff. But the whole time inside, I'm like, this feels wrong. I don't like this. This is not a good idea. I'm not happy right now. Yes, because I don't think this is smart. There's no evidence that this is getting any better. We open for economic reasons, not for health reasons. Like This is not any safer than it was two months ago.
4: Yeah, but I agree with you, Mark. I'm like, if you feel safe doing it, then be cautious and go. But I also am kind of in the same boat of being like, I don't have a need for it. Like, I don't need to go out to public restaurants. But if I get that urge of like, I really need that experience. It's It's nice knowing that people's businesses are thriving, that the economy is like opening up again for... The sake of people's livelihood. But yeah. at the same time, I just hope that people listen to that feeling of like, oh, I don't know if I'm ready for it. And don't force themselves just because it feels like everything's normal again, because we don't have any answers for when things are going to be normal or like when this is going to be over. So I agree. Like, Tanya, you feel comfortable going out to eat because it's outside. Everything feels safe. They're checking your temperature. But yet you don't feel safe going to the gym and that's okay. But there's probably people in there who feel nothing about going to the gym or just sweating all over the place and not. I know.
0: And I'm like, it's not the end of the world. You know what I mean? Like I've been running outside for the past three months and I can keep doing what I've been doing. But um, I'm just going to keep every day. I'm going to keep going by and just (laughs) seeing it when I'm ready.
4: If, well, I'm ready. if I know you and how obsessive you've been about making sure everything's clean in your own home, I don't know, I know. when that level of comfort's just going to enter your body passing the gym. But, you know, like I know I said, they sent like a
0: two page length about um, like the safety protocol that they're like implementing now at the gym. And I still read it and was like, it's going to be a no for me.
1: Oh, it was like 10 pages long.
0: So long, like so long. And you have to work out in your mask. Uh, everybody no, has to that's wipe not down. Healthy.
1: That's not healthy.
0: Everybody has to wipe down their um their own equipment. And I'm like, I don't trust anybody <laughs> to wipe down their own equipment. Like, what are we doing? Seriously.
4: I And the thought of, I just think about how how hard I'm breathing and how much I'm sweating when I'm working out. The thought of having a mask on makes me want to, throw something hard (laughs) i'd be so angry
0: yeah well and i'm like i'm still cloroxing like my doorknob handles and things in my that's
4: what i'm saying there's no way you're ready for a gym experience are they like checking temperature before you go in and stuff
0: they said yeah they said they checked temperature and there's only 25 people allowed in at one time so it's like first come first serve
1: I don't get the check temperature thing. Everything we read says that you can be asymptomatic, completely no symptoms, and still as contagious as hell if you have this thing. So the temperature thing is going to catch some people, but not most people.
0: Right.
4: I mean, I think it's just a level of extra, you know, precaution. Maybe it makes people feel safer. I don't know. I did... Someone said, which... Like I said, there's so many things going around. But someone said that you have to be talking to someone within like not even closer than six feet, like a, a meter, I guess, is what was said. You it's have to be a meter. It. It's like I
0: would say like four feet. This
1: it it, it doesn't really translate to feet, but oh, okay. it's you know because it's of like the close, but not system. like it's like three point two feet. Okay.
4: So like that close and be talking to them for like 30 minutes to contract it. Oh, well, no,
1: I don't think that's true.
4: But that's what I'm saying. That's someone just came out. That was an article that just came out, I guess. And I'm like, well, I don't, I don't feel like I'm going to do that. I'm not going to test the theory.
1: What about these girls in Florida that went to a crowded bar and 16 friends all got the coronavirus? They didn't spend 30 minutes.
0: A crowded bar if you're s- just sitting around in a room with people. Yeah, and I'm sure they were pretty there, there for probably more than 30 minutes. Yeah.
4: I've seen some of the places, like, of people in, you know, crowded space, and I'm like, they're just, what, what do they think is going to happen if you're rubbing shoulders with that many people, sharing, touching glasses and tables, and you're bound. You're bound to get something. Even if you just get the common cold, you're really, truly asking
1: for it. And this is way more contagious than the common cold.
4: I know, but I'm saying, like, even aside from that, if you're going out yeah. to those crowded places before coronavirus, you're taking that chance of getting something that someone else is infected with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to talk about Juneteenth because, well, we're, we're recording this on Friday, Juneteenth. And I've always seen this in my calendar as, like, it's always marked, you know, automatically on our phones, Mm -hmm. and I've never known what it was, or I've never even looked into what it was, and I feel dumb that I never, like, took the time to recognize this thing that is important enough for it to be in every single one of our phones as a holiday, and yet no one has ever talked about it until this year, and I think it's really cool that people are finally acknowledging
0: it, but also kind of, like, did, did you know what it was before? I did know what it was. Oh. But, I mean, I never, I guess it, I've never seen it as um, as celebrated as it has been this year. Yeah, I, I find like it, it horrifying how
1: little we learned in school. I really have been troubled by that lately because, you know, Juneteenth, when I was a kid, I was excited because June 19th is Garfield's birthday. Oh. And then I'd see this Juneteenth on the calendar. I didn't know what that meant. So, I knew more about Garfield the Cat's birthday than this historic day in u s history because it was never mentioned in school. Nobody ever saw about what it was. I just found out in the last two weeks about the Tulsa massacre
4: yeah black oh, wall yeah. street
1: i'd never heard of that before. none of that is being taught in schools, and it's fascinating and horrifying
4: i am um, I'm curious, Mark, if your girls if schools will implement more um, history and like teaching the kids of like black history way more now that so many of us have said, we're horrified that we did not learn anything in school. I hope that they make changes to that so that younger people right now who have a chance to learn all of this now get that opportunity.
0: Yeah. It was like in, in the book white fragility when she was saying like, it's not, uh, when it's not, they don't say white history, but that's essentially what you learn in school. Uh huh. Yeah. Fully.
4: And it's it's so important. And I think that's, been, that's what's been so eye-opening about, like, the past couple of weeks and is learning, like, watching the documentary 13th and being... I just saw someone on the Facebook group either last night or this morning post and be like, I cannot believe the amount of things that I knew nothing about. Like, very important things. So...
0: There are a couple of those, actually, those holidays, like, that are just in our phone. I know. That, you don't know – yeah. What's the I other one? I can't think of um, – oh, my God. What was the one last month? There was something last month in there. Standby. <laughs>
4: well, was it,
0: like, did you figure out it was important or – Yeah. I mean, I, like, I, I just, like, see it in my calendar and then I just look it up. and I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see –
1: I never knew what uh, Purim was when I was a kid. I know now that it's a Jewish holiday. But there was a lot of stuff on the calendars I didn't know, and Purim mm-hmm. was one of them.
4: Yeah, I guess the smart thing, the intelligent thing, would be to see it and be like, what is that? Why is it in my phone? And then look it up like Tanya, but not me. I just go, huh,
0: <laughs> another holiday. I do it. It's just, It's actually kind of sad the reason why I do it is because I see it in my calendar, and I'll just like Google it just to see if it's something like for work purposes, or you know what I mean, like yeah, is this something that I should bring up on the morning show, or you know what I mean, like that type of thing,
4: yeah, I'm just glad that it's something that's going to be celebrated now and moving forward that people are aware so that it can get the recognition that it deserves, and that black people feel as validated as white people when we celebrate Fourth of July. Because thinking about all those years before Juneteenth when Fourth of July was meant nothing to them because they weren't free yet, is like mark, I liked the word horrifying is pretty accurate
1: mm-hmm. yeah, um and I also and and, and people are probably going to disagree with me on this, but I have to say I love the statues coming down. I think it's really I think yeah. if statues are upsetting people, let's get rid of yeah. them. I really don't put that much stock or uh I don't know they're just statues we put them up for whatever reason and probably the wrong reason there's plenty of people that we don't you don't want to forget all that stuff people say oh you're erasing history you're not putting it in the museum putting it in the proper context that's where they should be in a public square for everyone to to see every day on their way to work that's not where they should be so i am I'm, I'm very okay with all of these Yeah i
4: feel the up. same way it's like it's i feel the same way but um <laughs> Anyways, well, um, we have a special guest today. We have Shayna Taylor on, and we're going to talk to her in a little bit. So we will be right back with that.
0: Can I rant for a sec? Please. It took
4: me a while to figure out my mom is more than the mom stuff she did for me. The laundry, cooking and driving. She's got a whole life outside of motherhood.
0: My mom moved to the United States of America, did not know English, learned English, rode her bike to Long Beach State to get her degree so that she could. I mean, she is literally like my well, hero, my shiro, yeah. shiro,
4: for my sure. She-ro. That's amazing. At eBay, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach with eBay
0: Authenticity Guarantee. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit eBay.com for terms. All right, we have a guest in the OR today. I'm very excited um, to bring in Shayna Taylor. Thank you for having me. <laughs> okay, so, um, well, we first met because, obviously, uh, through Ryan Seacrest. mm mm-hmm. um, But recently, why I wanted to have you on the podcast is because you are, um, you're very I, obsessed with your Instagram, and you're very into, like, health and wellness. And um, I've been having, ever since the pandemic hit, I've been having some issues, like, sleeping. And my boyfriend also has issues sleeping and we started um we tried your cbd line and our sleep has changed dramatically and so i think Uh that makes me so happy and i mean his sleep's been bad for a really long time and like mine just started with the pandemic because i never had problems sleeping ever before yeah Um, yeah i think it just has to do with like anxiety and just everything that's going on um and so I just wanted to have you on just to kind of talk about different things that people can do right now to kind of combat that anxiety or you know how it helps.
3: Yeah, so I mean obviously CBD is a really really good holistic way to help with sleep and calm the nervous system and help with anxiety and like all those things. Um but I think the best beneficial way to really you know, get an overall wellness, holistic way of feeling less stressed or less, you know, emotional or less, all these things is more than just taking CBD. It's truly like a full lifestyle that you have to kind of start implementing. Right. So, um, it's kind of like how I explained to people, when they say like, Oh, well, the CBD didn't work for me tonight when I was sleeping. And I'm like, okay, well, did you eat late? Did you, you know, there's like so many other things that could affect your sleep. Did you look at your phone right before you go to, you went to bed? Did you stare at a television? Did you, you know, there's like all these, you know, there's so many different things that we don't realize causes more stress and anxiety and blue light and things that, you know, kind of make it worse for us. And so in a time like this, where it's overly, overly heightened, it's the time, where you are supposed to pay attention the most to yourself and put a little more self-care in and do those things that you know relax you and you know taking a bath an hour before bed and then taking cbd on top of it or just taking a bath and like drinking a tea and like not looking at your phone at all or not looking at the news or not looking at you know i think there's just with social media and everything it can be really over um it just it doesn't help with the anxiety and stress. And I know we all have to pay attention because it's kind of our source to get information to stay up to date with all the, the current things. But I think when you are feeling that most heightened anxiety, like I was even last week, you know, I, I normally am not a news watcher so much. And of course, with everything going on, I was just like, every day I had the news mm. on all day and was just staring at it and watching. It. And I think everybody was. And it was making, because I also don't really have sleep problems or really anxiety issues that much, except for when I do public speaking or things like this or like, you know, stuff that like, you know, you're talking or get get you're nervous. But I had so much stress and anxiety and emotion. I literally like, I walked into my office with my, my, my girls and just started crying for no reason. <laughs> like, burr, <laughs> like literally yeah, sobbing. Yeah. And then we all kind of took turns sobbing because it was like, you know, you just, yeah, you just, you get overconsumed, you get super emotional. And so that's when you really need to pay attention and take care a little bit more with your self and take that time to like, go walk outside, get the fresh air, do a breathing exercise. Like I posted this breathing exercise on Instagram. I don't know if you guys saw it a couple weeks ago. And it really, really helped people with calming their nervous system with a very simple thing that's just breathing. It's like closing your eyes. It's the in through one nostril, out through the other one, and you plug each side of your nose. And it's like this breathing exercise. You do it. I'm not even kidding you. Like you breathe 10, even just 10 times. It's like you're so relaxed after. It's like simple things like that that go such a long way with like helping us combat all the stress and anxiety of, of life in general. And then obviously, you know, it's been a rough couple months, 2020. And mm-hmm. You no, just paying, it's just paying more attention.
4: Yeah, I, I agree. I think because we're all, we're all grieving for what's going on and we're feeling a lot of like really heavy emotions and there's this level of guilt and grief and frustration yeah. and anger and sadness. And I'm the same way. I don't consider myself an anxious person. And in my head, I'm like, put your phone down step away read a book do something that you're educating yourself and learning but not just staring at my phone seeing every single thing come going on and I was feeling mm-hmm. that same rush of just like stress and especially for you know like the the black community who is just been forever trying to have their voices heard and I've seen so many people saying like hey make sure that you're taking care of yourself and taking a break and you know you more than anyone deserved to just, like, disconnect and relax right now. So I think, like, just even as simple, like you said, taking a breath, like, stopping and taking time for yourself is so important for really just all of 2020. Everything.
3: Yeah, and for everyone too, I feel like we all function so much better as human beings if we take the time to do what's good for us, right? It's like you can be so much better at your relationship if you just make sure you do the things that are important for you. You can be so much better at work if you just make sure you balance that thing between like, you know, you're not putting all your needs aside and pushing them aside and pushing them aside because we all explode at a certain point. And it's the same with what's going on. Like you can be so proactive, you can have the conversations at home, you can have conversations with your friends, you can go out and protest, but then. You can't you don't want you don't want to overdo it where you're taking on so much emotion and so much you know things where you don't like take a break take a breath take a bath do a breathing exercise just take a day off so that you can be that much more proactive after you do a little bit of self-care and so I, that's why I've, you know I love the term self-care because a lot of people are like I don't even know what that means like where do I start and it's there's really no boundary on self-care it's like It could be like, for instance, this week, I decided I wanted to do a cleanse. So and that that's my way of being taking self-care because I've you know, haven't eaten the greatest in quarantine and, you know, drank a lot over the weekend and like, you know, whatever. It's like, and so I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna take the time to do me. I'm gonna do extra walk at, you know, during the day to get extra cardio. I'm gonna like do my green juices and my soups and like put a little extra, you know, umph into my diet just so by Friday I can feel so much better about myself and I could be so much more like not guilty. You know what I mean? Like I hate using the word guilty, but we all have that guilt in so many different ways the way, not just when it comes to our bodies, but like, like you said, guilt in this time for like Mm -hmm. not doing more or, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's just, yeah, I, I can't stress it enough. And as you guys know, you know, um, obviously wellness and living a wellness lifestyle is such a broad spectrum. And that's why I love it so much because you can cover so many things when it comes to living like a wellness lifestyle. And I know I tell people they ask kind of like what the the easiest number one thing to get started would be and I always recommend, you know, baby steps and implementing, adding things into your life instead of just se- feeling like you need to take things away immediately. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I add, you know, I take these greens and I take these minerals. And so like, that's, that's a really good way because you're adding things into your diet. You're not necessarily changing things or like, it's the same with self-care. Maybe you never took a bath, but you've had a bathtub or maybe you've never, you know, sat at night with a cup of tea and lit an incense and a candle and like sat there in peace and quiet for five minutes. Like those are just simple things that you can add in, right. Without being like, I'm just going to wake up today and like take out all these things and stuff, you know, no gluten, no this, no that, you know, it's like adding things in slowly and all the different things that you can learn and take away. Then, you know, eventually you kind of start substituting things like, okay, today I feel better because I'm not, you know, so unhealthy or so whatever it is. And so you can start subtracting and then eventually it's elimination. I don't know if that makes sense, but.
0: Yeah. It's funny because I can't remember when this was, this was probably like months ago now. Um, definitely pre pandemic. But Ryan was talking to us on the morning show about his like nighttime routine about Mm -hmm. like lighting the, I don't know, lighting some incense incense and Mm. like putting the phone down and that. And to me at the time, I was like, just like put your head on a pillow and go to sleep, dude, you know? But now I'm realizing that like, now we've created this like nighttime routine where we put our phones down and we've been like reading. So we'll read for like 30 minutes before we go to sleep. And then we do the CBD and like, Literally, my sleep has gone from, like, being at, like, a 6 or a 5 to, like, to nine being a to ten. 10.
2: Yeah.
3: So This is – because, I mean, I'm sure, as you know, because you've been on the radio show with Ryan forever, like, he was a horrific sleeper. When we first started dating, he was, like I, – I, it was impossible. And I was always a good sleeper, so I was, like, this has got to change because I can't <laughs> sleep if you're not sleeping. <laughs> like, this is not working. And – so it took a long time because, you know, men are stubborn, we all know that, and they're like stuck in their ways and they like think they know what's right. But eventually, like, you know, he obviously, I, I got a lot of trust with him and he really trusts everything that I have to do and recommend. And, and also it's, you know, a trick of the trade for a good relationship is you don't actually ever teach them anything. You let them figure it out themselves. So you don't really like... It's like, it's like children, you know, you're like, I'm just going to be over here doing my thing. And if you want to join, I'm really happy over here. And eventually they're like, (laughs) I would love to come over there. What are you doing? And then they eventually come over and then they learn. And you're like, you just have to figure it out yourself. Anyway, side note, relationships. (laughs) That's Um, (laughs) really funny. Because it's true. And, you know, men don't like to be told what to do, like rarely certain things they do, but like most of the time they don't want that. They don't want to feel like you're you know, babying them or mothering them. Mothering and them. so yeah. when it comes to like health and wellness and being healthier and like, you know, there's a fine line of being a mom and like not being a mom, um, <laughs> so
4: it but took a so long true. time. They're like, they're like, can I get some of that?
3: Yeah, exactly. If you just keep doing your thing. And I'm like, I'm so happy. I feel so great with this stuff. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I should try that maybe. <laughs> and so it's, it took a while, but like, he sleeps like a baby with absolutely nothing to help him except for he loves taking cbd obviously um and that was because i was like listen you're staring at the news till you go to bed then you're sitting reading emails then you're doing phone calls late you're like you know you you you're killing yourself essentially because you're just not learning like i'm like the thing too is is we all make our own schedules right like we're the ones to make the schedule not other people we're the ones so if the schedule is beating you down you're the one that has to fix the schedule and it's yeah. like, it's just changing it. Like no one's going to make you feel guilty. No one's going to think that you're working less. It's just changing that schedule so that you have those extra times before you go to sleep to actually have the time to yourself. And like, like you said, you're reading a book, you're like, just not staring and consuming yourself with like things that are going to get your brain turning or, you know, anything like that.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm shocked by the information that Ryan Seacrest sleeps. I thought he just went twenty four hours back to back to back. <laughs>
3: nope, it's new he information sleeps. for me. And you know what? Now that he does sleep, he's like loves his eight hours. Like before he'd be like, I'm fine with five, six hours. No, now he's like in bed at 8.30 when he has to wake up at 4.30 and he is like, he will make sure he gets those eight hours because you realize how important it is. Once you like get that good sleep, Mm -hmm. it's, I mean, your mind's quicker. You don't have brain fog as much. You like, you know, there's just so many, so much more energy. And it's like when you're an entrepreneur or just a person that works a lot in general, like you need all those things to function well. Yeah. Yeah. I think sleep
0: definitely. I think people really underestimate sleep just in general. I think so too. I think so yeah. too, and like, it's
4: like all the, of the mentality sudden you, get, you get like a certain age and you physically can't not get a certain number of hours because you're like dead the next day,
3: totally I'm like um, that i I don't do well I don't do well yeah, with no sleep.
4: I'm like really need sleep it's vital um wait, so when you how long have you had the CBD line and is it what is it powder is it oil how how is what is the what it?
3: Consistency? What is it? <laughs> yeah, so it's cons- no. consistency. She's right. consistency. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've been working on Bottle and Stone for uh, over a year, and we just finally launched in April. And we have our own farm in Vermont because the only way that I... Could actually know if the product was trustworthy in order to give people was if I had my own farm and knew where it was grown because the like hemp is incredible. I wanted to get into the business because when you're a holistic person, and I have a lot of people ask me for advice on holistic remedies to so many things that are prescribed um, prescription drugs that. CBD had a lot of solution to many of the main ones that were subscribed like pain and anxiety and sleep and all those things. So I was like, wow, this is incredible. But I couldn't really find a brand that I felt was trustworthy enough that I would recommend because normally I just recommend brands to people that I've like vetted and figured out myself and then I like to share them. And so when I started doing all the research and talked to like all these different manufacturers and different people, like nobody could tell me where they had even visited the farm, nor did they care, nor like, did. and there's a mold issue with CBD. There's, I mean, there's a lot that goes into making a good CBD oil. And so I felt so defeated because I was like, how is it that I can't find one person that cares as much as I do about where the hemp is coming from and how it's grown and where the, like, you know what I mean? It's just, I have so many passions like about also being a sustainable farm at least, or at least trying to be, you know, friendly. And it's just, there's so many things. So I got really lucky and put in contact with these farmers in Vermont who had just started and we decided to become partners. And so they are my farmers for Bottle and Stone. And um, we, I just, it's the greatest thing ever to actually physically be able to go there and be with the plants and see them seed it and like do the seedlings and see them planted and like now you know i've i've we wanted to we're certified organic and we're turning into biodynamic which is like i don't know if you guys know anything about biodynamic but it's 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 a way of of sustaining a farm without eating, having to bring any outside sources so it's all animals and bugs and insects and things working together so that it functions without having to have a spray or you know right. any anything else and it's the importance of the soil that's like the soil is the most important which is why we have so many digestive issues and and cancers and problems as americans because our soil is so bad and we're eating all these vegetables and fruits for farms that don't care about the soil and they're high in iron and high in all these things that are f***ing up excuse my language our systems <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry um no it's it's true and- though like i i i've I, like you know
0: It's funny because I I look to you like you are my end all be all for like anything in terms of because I know you do your research and like you like anything you recommend, I trust with like wholeheartedly because I know that like you vetted everything because I I go to the farmer's market because of that reason too. You know, it's like these people tell me exactly where the chickens are and like, you know, like the process in which they, what they eat and like all these things. And it's weird because I've now started to kind of realize, like I've just been way more into um, realizing what I'm putting in my body and like where it's coming from, where
3: it comes from. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think it's a huge topic and I think a lot more people are becoming aware of that. And I, it's an incredible, incredible movement, but um that's a whole other subject I could talk about for ages. But anyway, nobody, I know,
0: but even with your almond milk, like I've been, I buy almond milk at the store all the time. And when I saw you making it, I was like, this looks super easy. So easy. Yeah, I can do this. And now I'm like, I will never buy almond milk for the rest of my life because a, it's forever. so easy and there's no preservatives. Like it's, and it's cost-effective. Just effective. almonds and water. Yes, yeah.
3: of course. <laughs> so it's just like it's eye-opening,
0: you know what I mean? Like it's really, yeah.
3: Yeah. But that's do why you, I do, do you, my blog.
4: Wait, Shayna, do you make almond pulp crackers from the yeah. almonds?
3: Oh yeah? Are they good? I make I make all kinds of weird things. Like I do quiche crusts and pie crusts, and like I literally buy these like throwaway pie dishes and then I just make different things and I literally freeze them and put them in a Ziploc bag and just keep them in the freezer. So if I want like a quiche, if I have family over or, or I just feel like having a quiche, you just scramble the eggs and put it in the quiche and bake it and you have quiche crust. Then I've made I made I've made uh. so many things out of almond pulp, like Crackers are actually the most annoying to me because I hate rolling them out and then baking them and like, it's time consuming, but you can make them and they're great. But I love yeah, I making, rest.
0: Becca's making fun of me because I,
3: <laughs> I try to make almond pulp crackers for her and she like,
0: <laughs> no, I gagged,
4: they were so gross.
0: <laughs> I didn't do any rolling though. So clearly I'm not doing it. Yeah. I'm goodness.
4: like, Tanya, did you do the rolling? Probably <laughs> no. not.
0: No, no not Yeah, I think I'll we're try right.
4: Shana's and give him a second shot. But I kind of, I kind of wrote Tanya off on her almond
3: pulp crackers.
0: Yeah, maybe I'll use your recipe. I should have def- definitely use your recipe
3: because I've done that before. <laughs> They're on the website. I can send it to you. It's much probably better. That- I don't know what you made, but
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, what's not. your
3: website? Everybody should definitely check that out. Uh, Shana'sKitchen.com and then my Instagram is shanas.kitchen. Kitchen. We post recipes and in- on both platforms, so it's easy to. Uh, easy to get.
0: Yeah. I highly, highly suggest you guys follow because I get, it's true. Like you give a lot of recommendations for things and I, and I, I really, really, really trust you. So um, it's a good for health and wellness. It's definitely a good follow for sure. Yeah.
3: I'm, I, you know me, I like, I won't share something unless I wholeheartedly believe in it because otherwise it's like, why would I share? It's a bad way to be on Instagram because so many influencers (laughs) make money through like paid partnerships and I'm like refuse unless I actually believe in the brand. But you know, I've been I've been pretty lucky and brands that I actually love end up reaching out to me because they see the like me talking about them. And but yeah. And then so anyway, back to Bottle and so I actually have the package here. Um, oh, this
4: so is cute. it. Oh, it's so cute. It's so yeah. Awesome
3: box. Is a, where's my camera? Is that so right?
4: <laughs> so is is it an oil that you just put like under your tongue or do you put it in something?
3: Yeah. So you can put it in something, but it's it's really made for the, the easiest way that you can do it is just put it under your tongue and leave it for 30 seconds and then swallow it. So we did some natural flavor and then cinnamon flavor. And then we have a mint spray as well. And we have different milligrams for that. Um, that's just our first line. We're getting ready to come out with some other stuff, uh, hopefully later this summer. But um, we wanted to... S- Something, it's 100% full spectrum oil. So, full spectrum means we use the entire plant, which has the most benefits from it. And then we use an extraction called the CO2 extraction, which is really not much different than an ethanol extraction. I know that sounds like gibberish, but there's, it's just, (laughs) it makes it taste better. So, it's not such Mm. a hempy, like a lot of people don't like the the taste of hemp because it reminds them of marijuana. Mm -hmm. Um, So, we we did like a more expensive extraction so that it tasted uh, less like marijuana. Uh, and then, yeah, it's it's 100% organic, 100% natural. Um, it's mixed with MCT oil that's also organic, and yeah, we're getting in it. We're gonna come out with a, a little bit higher milligram as well. The 600 is definitely my favorite, but sometimes 300 works for people. They don't need the 600. Um, it's really all preference of what you know. You just have to listen to your body and and like I'll take the 300 during the day if I like have a talk or something like this or whatever. So it's not like you know, taking a bunch because I just don't think it's necessary. And then at night I always take the 600 What are you smiling yeah. at? I just love that you need like you, that you need to get nervous talking to us. Like well, you guys like are you don't to get home. nervous talking to you, but the other podcasts, the people I don't know, I get nervous. I okay.
4: get I get ner- like sometimes I get nervous before our own podcast. So I totally get it. <laughs> because, like, I wish CBD I had, had CBD. I wish I had CBD when I was in high school and had to give like book reports and stuff because that Same. was my worst nightmare.
3: Same girl. <laughs> I was a horrible tester, horrible speller, horrible reader. I just I was behind in school. I would cry like I literally
4: would be doing my book report and because of the nerves and stress of standing in front and reading and having to keep my place when I was reading, I would just start crying like my reaction was just really just so, it was horrible yes I loved book
0: report days I'm
4: i sure was sure you one would you would
3: you would no one yeah, surprised see, I had horrible stage fright too horrific stage fright like I was an honor choir I loved to sing growing up and I every single time I got like a main part I would call in sick couldn't, I couldn't do it so I get it <laughs>
4: Yeah, That's mine's funny. always stemmed from having to read. Like if I'm standing in front of people and I'm not reading something or reading, like one time Tanya and I presented it like a iHeart <laughs> podcast thing and it was just on the prompter. I have like maybe one sentence to read and I blacked out. I was just like, just get through this one sentence and it'll be over.
0: Becca <laughs> was like, I need to thing. memorize it. I need to memorize it. I was like, <laughs> yeah. it's literally five words and it's going to be right in front of <laughs>
3: You know, we all have when you're things. not used to it, though, I mean, Tanya, you read things on a radio station every day, yeah. so you're like, it's you're you're like it's like butter.
4: It's I'm like butter. butter. It's like not even she doesn't even think about it. I'm, no, well, I'm just like frantically trying to memorize so I don't have to read.
3: By the way, I'd be traumatized too if I had to read something on a prompter in front of people. I would be like, oh my god, my life's over. Thank
4: you. It was bad. I did not. Don't recommend. It. <laughs>
3: i'm just gonna cbd oh i'll just send yeah. you a cbd yeah <laughs> well, perfect.
0: thank you seriously thank you so much for coming on uh say the website one more time because i go you guys i'm telling you red star and i use this every night and we're like obsessed red star is what i call my boyfriend on the podcast red star um, nice name yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we use it every night, and we are big, big fans. So definitely check thank out you. this line. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah.
3: So the website's bottleandstone.us for the CBD line, and then my wellness blog, which is everything else, is shayneskitchen.com. Awesome! Awesome.
4: Thank, thank you, so you for, much having for having me. me of course. Thank you so thank much. You. <laughs> It took me a while to figure out my mom is more than the mom stuff she did for me. The laundry, cooking and driving. She's got a whole life outside of motherhood.
0: My mom moved to the United States of America, did not know English, learned English, rode her bike to Long Beach State to get her degree so that she could. I mean, she is literally like my hero, my hero,
4: shiro, my hero. That's amazing. At eBay, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach with eBay Authenticity
0: Guarantee. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry
4: around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively.
0: Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down.
4: I feel like therapy, in all seriousness, it wasn't something I
2: Sham. Scam. Beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Alright, I need some of that CBD oil. I love trying CBD products and... Do you, do you love it as much as you say you do?
0: Honestly, I really, really, really love it. Um, and I'm also like, that's a whole, it's a whole nother topic, but I'm like clean sweeping my life. Like I'm not, I don't want to take any, like, uh, the UTI situation got me on this whole kick of revamping my whole, like laundry new detergents i'm using wool balls with essential oils and i want to get rid of my cleaning products and i want to trade out my supplements and like make sure that everything's just like non clean and natural yeah yeah smart and this cbd uh oil is such yeah i'm gonna no more so.
1: utis 2020
0: that's right yeah. but i Hashtag. do have to say the amount of Scrub Sisters, I'm obsessed with you because the amount of messages I received from people that have them exactly like me, like chronically, was insane. Like literally the amount of messages I got was wild. It sucks.
4: Like that that many people deal with that. I was thinking that. I'm like, it's so great that everyone is able to give advice, but like it sucks that so many people deal
0: with this. Everybody does different things. That's what's even crazier is like... Everybody has a different remedy, so I'm gonna try them all
4: <laughs> yeah, it's what it's what you should do just try everything it
0: yeah. uh-huh. um, sure works
4: okay, so I think we have an email and then we have a game, but we need to talk about the rules of the game and what the game means because <laughs> we kind of discussed it, but we also did not sort out the details so the plan was that we're gonna play a game Mark has a game Tanya and I don't. Know anything about it, or what's it about, but the whoever loses has to read the last four messages from their significant other without context, so you just have to read and you don't even have to read what you said in in between. Do you like how I'm already assuming you're the loser? <laughs>
0: I'm like, when if it's anything like the last game, I'm, I'm in for it. So I'm really hoping it's a different type of game, Mark. I'm like, so
4: when you go to do it, you don't have
0: to read your side,
4: Tanya.
1: <laughs> it feels invasive to just read a conversation between you two. But reading the other person's texts out of context, that sounds funny to me.
4: Yeah, because I, no, I didn't even look at mine to know what they could be. So it could be interesting.
1: All right, so we're all on board for this? I'm on board. Okay. okay. Let's read the email first. That's what a tease. What kind game you got? I'll tell you in a minute.
0: That's a tease. All right.
1: This is from uh, Anonymous. Yeah, we learned that in radio school. You tease it, and then you do it later. Anywho, uh, wedding drama. My friend is getting married on August something, in August. She keeps predicting... COVID-19 will get better, and she'll be allowed to have her planned guest count of 150 people. She is not considering things like her older relatives or any friends and family that are doing everything they can to stay safe and social distance during this time. My husband's job has been majorly affected. He is a professional athlete, and once his sport is back, players, families will be under extremely strict guidelines of social distancing. So if I go, I would have to make the decision to not see my husband for several months. I'm the matron of honor, so not being there doesn't seem possible. But I'm not c- comfortable being at a gathering over over 100 people. I'm so stressed out not knowing what she's going to do and honestly very upset that I have to choose to compromise my health while I think my friend is being extremely selfish trying to force her wedding to happen in this climate. How do I have a conversation with her about where I'm coming from without it coming across? That I don't care about her big day. First of all, anonymous I, I appreciate that you're anonymous, but if there's a woman in our audience who's getting married in August and her matron of honor is, dating a, is married to a professional athlete, I think you're going to be outed. Anyway, I'll I'll turn it over to you two first.
4: Oof, this is rough, honestly. First, I would just like to say I'm sorry that you're going through this because I would be so stressed out as well yeah man it sucks. I know um I guess it's it's different I haven't had this experience because you know um Jojo was supposed to have her wedding and she ended up moving it and it was just a no-brainer um because she first of all it was like we she wants to have a proper bachelorette party and they want to have a honeymoon and it's All that kind of stuff is also tampered with on top of having to worry about your older relatives and your friends and family who are, you know, still not comfortable going out. So it's hard because your wedding day, I do feel, is your day and you're allowed to be selfish. But I do think in this situation, everyone's not comfortable yet. And I think, I guess being hopeful is one thing because it's August and it seems like when we started this in March that there's no way we'd still be doing this in August. But as things get closer, I'm surprised that she hasn't gone, okay, um, maybe we need to reassess. So I, I don't know because I know how much goes into planning a wedding and like it's not just easy to be like, I'm just going to move my wedding, but... Uh,
0: I know. It's it's so sticky. It's actually very interesting because um, Red Star last night was like, what do you want to do for your birthday? And I was like, oh my God, I didn't even think about that. You know what I mean? For, like, first of all, I was like, it's very far away. And second it's of one all, month away. A One month away, but still, that's far for me. <laughs> and B, I'm like, nobody wants to see me. Or like, do you know what I mean? Like, nobody wants to hang. So it's like, why would I even want to – I'm not going to want to do anything when like nobody wants to hang. Does that make sense? So like – In my mind, if I was getting married in August, it wouldn't even be a question for me to like have the wedding. I would probably get married, like get to do the actual wedding, like get the paperwork and like be married and then have the ceremony a year, like postpone it a year. So the fact that that's not even crossing her mind, I don't know how you, how do you tell her that? you need to
4: maybe, tell her that maybe anonymous maybe you no, can she ha- doesn't need to tell her
1: that no. oh no I've got the answer here.
4: oh god because
1: this is actually a great situation oh this wedding is never happening there is zero chance 150 people are showing up the venue's not going to allow it people aren't going to come this isn't happening so there's no danger in you being gung ho, being like, "Yep, sounds great, can't wait, gonna be awesome," because it's never going to happen.
4: Mark, I we don't live know. live in the California bubble. People in the South and the Midwest are having weddings. People are going to the weddings. This is not like we how we live out here is not how everyone else is doing it.
0: Becca makes a point.
4: I think well, she does she, make a point. I think she needs to have a conversation. I think she just says what she said to us. Like, Hey, I know this day is not about me, but as your matron of honor, I wanted to talk to you because I am really um, struggling with, you know, making the right decision. And I want to make sure that this day for you is the best that it could possibly be. I know that you can't wait to marry Bobby, Joe, and, and, you just want to be his wife, so I think y'all should go ahead and get married, have your day, and be beco- I don't know if his name is Bobby Joe, so but <laughs> I see what you crazy did there. If it was, but I, you know, and maybe we do a big celebration so that everyone can be there, everyone feels comfortable, you can have your honeymoon, your bachelorette party, and just kind of make it more so it's about it being the best for her and doesn't come across as you being just worried about yourself, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, because it's not even just about her. Like, yeah. I feel like all the all the people that are invited are feeling the exact same way.
4: But I think... That's right,
1: but I don't, I don't know that it's Anonymous's place to say that to the bride. That seems weird to me.
4: Well, she's the matron really? of honor. I feel like if anyone has the place, it's her.
1: It sounds like it's going to really upset this bride. This bride has a plan, and she's not veering from it. And if you're not on board, she's going to be pissed.
4: Then get off the train.
1: I think it might, you might have to get off the train. I say, I say give it, what is it, June 19th, the wedding's in August. I say give it a month because this is getting worse every day. So I still don't think this wedding's going to happen. But give it a couple of weeks. Give it a month. And then bef- you don't have to make a final decision. But honestly, I don't want to avoid my husband for two months. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good answer.
4: Maybe, you know. Why
0: would you have to avoid him for two months?
4: I've heard that they're doing like really gnarly, like strict rules with the professional athletes coming up.
1: I don't know what sport he's in, but, you know, I know baseball pretty well. And that's been a nightmare. And hopefully by the time everyone hears this, everything's been worked out. There's a season (laughs) planned. But um, yeah, they're going to isolate these athletes. So they basically go to the field and then they go back to some sort of hotel compound situation where they see nobody except maybe family. But if you they probably have rules that if your family's out and about, then you can't see family anymore
4: um if any of our scrub sisters have um, had to cancel their wedding or postpone or have had anything like this happen where they've had to make this decision, maybe you know post it on the Facebook group and maybe she'll see how to yeah. it. because I don't know like it's easy for everyone to be like just. You know, cancel the wedding, move it, but you know how much go- work goes into that, so.
0: I know. That's a thing. Like, I don't even know what work would go into canceling a wedding or postponing a wedding.
4: Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound, planning a wedding sounds like a nightmare to me, and then having to replan and postpone the wedding, I, my brain can't comprehend. At that point, I'd be like, forget it. <laughs> Who needs marriage?
0: <laughs> right? Or just, like, go to a courthouse together.
4: Yeah. I mean, I I would probably, if I was just like ready to get married and be, a, you know, married to this man and be his wife, I'd be like, let's go to the courthouse. We'll do our thing, shoot some amazing photos. And then we'll do a huge celebration where everyone can be there, and be a part next year or whatever. So, but, um, all right. So I don't know if we gave great advice, but hopefully it helped in some capacity.
0: Well, I think we kind of told her what her gut is telling
1: her yeah you got to go with your gut you got to be like tanya out in front of that gym
0: yeah yeah the gym that's always right is the wedding it's so interesting because i'm like i'm also thinking like am i gonna go to the nail salon
1: good question are you
0: thinking about it would like i got to. my haircut and how was that
1: i felt okay because i wore a mask and she wore a mask
0: right right right
1: and they say that, that really gets you down, like, under 5% chance of transmission. So I felt pretty good about that.
0: Well, that's how it is at the restaurants, too. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> but we were sitting at a table and, like, like
1: uh, chatting with everybody. And people had to take their masks off to eat. That's not how it is at a restaurant.
0: Oh, that's true. That's true.
1: We were with, like, other kids' parents and stuff. Anyway, true. here's the game. Ready? Okay. Mm-hmm. This game is called Friends by the Numbers. I'm going to give you a number that there's no reason for you to particularly know. You might, but no reason for you to particularly know it. And then the other person will say higher or lower after you guess. And the loser has to read the last four texts from their partner out of context. Can you please do rock, paper, scissors to see who goes first?
4: I'm not sure I understand the game, but
1: okay. Uh, it's, it's easy. Okay. We've done similar things before. You'll be fine. Okay. So rock, paper, scissors, and then shoot on the fourth okay. Whatever. Here we go. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. It's to double scissors, we're going to try that again. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. It's double paper. This is these two. This is why the podcast works because you two are so in sync with each other. And rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh. Uh, oh scissors cuts paper. Becca tried to deke her out by going right back to paper. Tiny saw that coming a mile away and <laughs> cut it right up. All right. So here we go. Uh, Tanya, you will go, actually, you'll do higher and lower first because you won Rock, Paper, Scissors. Becca, you have to give me an answer for this one. Friends did 236 episodes. How many episodes was Gunther in? He's been on our show. I may have even asked you this question before, but that's the first question today. How many episodes was Gunther in out of the 236, Becca? I'm
4: going to go 94.
1: 94. Is it higher or lower than 94, Tanya? Lower. It is 148. That's a point for Becca. I almost guess
4: 137. Dang. Was, I was going to say it's like six. <laughs> what? No, I, I like blanked. I couldn't remember. Okay.
1: All right, that's one for Becca. By the way, we're doing best three out of five, so Becca's got the lead right now. One to nothing. We all know the cast of Friends was paid a million dollars an episode for the final season or two. What was their salary during the first season? What did each cast member get per episode in their first season? Tanya, you need to give me an answer on this one. Becca will say higher or lower.
0: $250,000.
1: $250,000 during the first season. Becca, is it higher or lower than that?
0: Uh,
4: I'm going to go lower.
1: It's considerably lower. In fact, it's almost 10% of Tanya's answer. 22,500. I don't think they start you at a quarter yeah. mil per episode on a sitcom.
0: <laughs> I was like that. Uh, it, yeah. When did they start making a million,
4: though? That's right, why I was weird. like, well, that was towards the end. But during their first season, they definitely because there was a pilot. They didn't even know if it was going to be successful or not.
1: All right. so this could be it This could be the final go-round here If Tanya can't pull this one out Becca, I'll need an answer from you Tanya will say higher or lower Becca, how many different songs does Phoebe sing During the course of the 11 seasons of Friends Or 10 seasons of Friends?
0: Three
1: She sings three different songs Tanya, is it higher or lower than three?
0: And it's not three?
1: It is not three
0: I want to say lower, but I think it's higher, so I'm going to go with higher.
1: According to my source, Phoebe sings 47 different oh. songs over the course of the oh, series. Oh,
0: great. Okay.
1: <laughs> so it is considerably higher. Yeah. It is now two to one. Becca's still <laughs> in the lead. I thought
4: it was three, too.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is it sure not it's three? It's not three.
1: All right, Tanya, can tie it up here. <laughs> Becca can win it. Tanya, an answer from you. Okay. How many sexual partners does Joey have over the course of the series?
0: Wow. That we've seen? That we saw?
1: Well, that were somehow... uh, Not that we met them necessarily. They could have been referred to. But somewhere in the script, these were referenced. A hundred. A hundred. All right, Becca. For the win...
0: Is lower. it higher or lower, lower than 100?
1: It is 17. <laughs> Becca is your winner. Tanya, bust out that phone.
0: Oh,
4: 100.
0: What? He, like, had sex every night. What do you mean, 17? That is. I, I need to fact check this game that you got your answers from because 47 songs from Phoebe and 17 partners for Joey is falser Fine. than I can say I false. Will,
1: I will send you my... Um,
2: data source. on that
1: my source my research my bibliography all right tanya here we go the last four on his side
0: okay well, i mean they're not very interesting still have a headache question mark okay. mine is gone Well, no, that's
1: good that's good that's good i like that okay. so he's checking in on you because the last night's tequila correct okay next one
0: he said mine is good gone mine is gone okay and then I said something back, and then he sent, "Sad face, sad face, sad faced. Rest."
1: <laughs> okay, well, that was a little bit of a letdown, but still.
0: <laughs> yeah,
4: I thought when you were reading them before the game that they were going to be good because you were like laughing.
0: Well, like it just a, it doesn't make sense out of context, but I guess I said it earlier in the podcast that I had a headache from my hangover, so I guess it makes sense. Yeah. All right. <laughs> But even really? before that, it's even more boring. <laughs> Finishing up, leaving within 30 to 45 minutes or so. Leaving now.
1: Did he send you that, like, when you're doing the show? Did he send you that?
0: No, that was, like, yesterday.
1: Oh, because he's coming over, I see.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean,
4: mine aren't that interesting either. It would have been <laughs> oh, a wow. lot down was worth a, a shot.
0: But if you got me on if if you got me on a different day, it'd be real dicey. Never know. Let us know when that day happens
4: and we'll play again.
0: It's mostly the days when I'm not like when I when I'm with him, our conversations are like boring because I'm with him. Mm -hmm. When I'm not with him spicy. That's when they get good. Gotcha. All the
1: good stuff is verbal on the days that you see each other.
0: Uh Correct. Physical. Bingo, bongo, bango, Mark.
4: (laughs) Well, on that note, (laughs) have a great trip to the
0: desert. Have so much fun. Mark, did you do an update on are you going to Milwaukee or nothing?
1: Mm, Still nothing there. Probably, uh, certainly right now it's it's very heavily probably not going to Wisconsin. I am going to go to Arizona next week and see my parents, which... Is a little bit concerning because Arizona is spiking like crazy right now. Oh. But I'm just gonna go visit them and then leave. Like I'm not gonna, we're not gonna go out out of the town. We're not gonna go clubbing. So I don't know uh, if you
0: can even go clubbing there.
1: Probably not. But they've got a pool, so I'll just hang out with my parents for a few days and then come back. But they're getting lonely, so I'm gonna mm. head out there.
0: Yeah, that's nice. Nice change of scenery too. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that the,
4: you know, things work out and y'all are able to go on your traditional vacation, but.
1: Thank you. That would be nice. But even if we do, it won't be a traditional, we'll be able to do a lot of the stuff that we like to do, you know, water parks and all that sort of oh, stuff. Oh, water park sounds games. like
4: a freaking <laughs> haven
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. for COVID. <laughs> and fungus.
4: Oh. oh, yeah. Yikes. Um. All right. We love you. Bye.
1: I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio
3: app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.